0: If you know sports, do you know these people's names? Are these super famous people? My daddy may now make an announcement. Don't you love the internet where you can literally look up anybody's height? You said that we were going to start a punk band and I was going to drum and you were going to play guitar. If you know sports, do you know these people's names? Are these super famous people? You are listening to The Bitterest Pill. Hey, welcome uh, to The Bitterest Pills It's Dan Class, uh, Former comedian, failed actor, at home, dad shut in. Recording here, uh, live under the flypath path at Los Angeles International Airport. Welcome to the program. I'm recording this uh, today, as uh, you can imagine. And, uh... <laughs> sorry. I'm being a jerk. Uh, what I don't even know. Oops, sorry. The, sorry for the squeaks. It's uh, November 17th, as I say these words at 730 in the evening time. And um, I hope you're I hope you're doing well. I know you're probably shocked that. I think it was a week ago that I did the last episode. You see what I'm right. I mean, considering that I put a show out last week. The fact that this new show is not downloading in June is actually kind of surprising uh, to me, too. And I'm not completely sure what we're going to discuss tonight other than um, I thought I would discuss with you briefly my first my first my my first experience going to a football game. Now. Uh, and then, and then I don't know what else, maybe it'll be a short show. Maybe it'll take me an hour to explain me being at a, I haven't, right. No clue. And I want to, I want to, before I get into it, I want to forewarn you that. So actually, so, you know, I'm, I'm a man, I am right. I, I'm an American. I spent most of my life in this country. All but three years has been in this country now, three years in, uh, Great Britain, but otherwise 50 some odd years here in the United States and I had never until whenever it was this football season been to any kind of football game other than a high school football game and honestly even high school football games I I like was in the general vicinity of the game I may have looked at the cheerleaders I may have crushed on a pom-pom girl or a majorette or whatever but I gotta tell you something I didn't actually go to a football game let's not get crazy there were a couple times where um, dressed in a toga, I w- was with Owen, our class president. Maybe we were selling towels or something. Did we sell towels with the mascot printed on them? That seems like the stupidest fundraiser. Is that a traditional football? I Like, I have no idea. All I know is, listen, Animal House really messed us up. Okay, so we had togas on. And we, I think, pretty sure we were selling towels. We did a hell of a job selling towels. Towels with the pirate on it for the Raiders. We were the Red Raiders in, in Fairport, New York. Pretty sure that I went four years at, at a big private university in Syracuse, New York. Pretty sure never went to a football game. Now, in those days, I, from what I understood at the time, we had a shitty, uh, excuse my French, football team. It was all about basketball and concerts, and in my world, that meant concerts. In the Carrier Dome, nobody really seemed to be that worried about football. Now, from what I understand, our football program there is uh, much better. So really, from the time that I had a toga in high school until this football season, 2019, I had not been anywhere near a football game. I've been to a couple basketball games. I think I told you that. And when I say couple, you know, I'm being literal, right? I've been to a couple in my life, basketball games. Okay. So where have I even said this part? The whole reason I'm babbling because this is what I'm saying. So I went to, actually, I'm going to tell you the truth. I went to two football games. I went to two football games and they were on consecutive Saturdays. Now, Because I had never been to a football game, I'm going to be honest with you, I, you know, a month later, month and a half later, whatever it is, I cannot in my mind uh, differentiate between the two games. Okay. So I saw two games, but really I saw, I went to football. You know what I'm saying? Like there was definitely the first game and the second game, but I couldn't tell you, oh yeah, the first game. this happened, you know what I mean? And the second game, this happened. So this, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to essentially talk like I went to one game. But honestly, it was two games, okay? Now, the reason I went to any games, any football games is I have been producing and co-hosting a podcast with my friend and secretly neighbor, Corey paused. Now, Corey was the quarterback at UCLA for four years. In whenever the hell he was the quarterback, I, late '90s, early 2000s. I have no idea. He's younger than I am. I'm an old man. He's still a young man. I think he's still officially until April in his 30s. Okay, so he's he's a young, fit, spry jock, and I'm you know me, George Costanza, basically. So, so I, I've been producing this podcast. It's called Something's Brewing. Get it, Brewing. That's a that's a pun. UCLA is the Bruins. I'm sure you have heard that. I was vaguely aware of it. I'm pretty sure I had to look up what a Bruin actually is. Turns out it's a little bear. It's so cute. So, so I, I co-host and produce this podcast. Now, when I say co-host, I uh, sit there and don't know anything. And I push buttons to make wacky sound effects and sometimes pretend I know what I'm talking about. And I have no idea. Trust me. So Corey, you know, because it was coming up on a year, it'll be a year the next one we record, but it was coming up on a year of me doing this Something's Brewing podcast. And Corey thought it might be a good idea if I actually went to a football game, a UCLA football game, which I thought, you know, OK, yeah, I, for research purposes, at least I should go to a football game and, and to kind of promote the show. Right. So. When I was in college, no, again, I went, I was in Syracuse. And even though I didn't go to the football games or the basketball games, I knew where they were. They were in the Carrier Dome, where where they, I'm pretty sure they still are today. They keep talking about tearing down the Carrier Dome or something. I don't know. I don't think it's happened. Has it happened? It hasn't happened, right? So they were in the Carrier Dome, which is a stadium, you know, with a roof, a domed roof. Uh, sponsored apparently by a, an air conditioning company company in Syracuse, New York, because you need so much air conditioning, you know, for the month and a half that you need air conditioning. So when I lived in Syracuse, I was there for four years, because that's what we do in the East. In the West, you, you go to college for like 10 years. But in the East, we just were just kind of banging out in four. So I was there for four years, two of which... I was literally across the street from the Carrier Dome. And when I say across the street, I don't mean across a major thoroughfare in Syracuse, New York, downtown, whatever. I mean, it's not even really a street. Like, what do you call a street that's on a campus? It's not really a street. It's like a a part of this big elaborate maze of driveways. I was basically next door to the Carrier Dome. Okay. UCLA as you may or may not know, is in a part of Los Angeles called Westwood. It's a great part of town. It's beautiful. Cute little town. Lots of movie theaters. Lots of movie premieres. There's the UCLA. It's right there. It's old and big and huge and gorgeous and gleaming and everything. And they play football in freaking Pasadena. Pasadena. So, you know, Los Angeles is very big, right? So Los Angeles you know, I wish I knew this for, for a fact, but let's, let's just for argument's sake, say that quote unquote Los Angeles is about 30 miles wide. Again, that that could be wrong, but my guess is let's say 20 miles. It's very wide. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's wide up and down too tall or whatever. But my point is quote unquote Los Angeles is sort of everything from the ocean. I would say all the way to the East to, uh, where I, where I used to live when Hudson was born in, uh, like, Los Files, Glendale. You know what I mean? Like, uh, downtown. That's still L.A. And then you keep going, in and then it's, I don't know what the hell it is. Pasadena is further than that. Pasadena, you have to go to the other side of Glendale. The other side of uh, Eagle Rock and, and all that stuff, and then you finally get to Pasadena. How they get the students most of which I assume do not have cars, to go from Westwood all the way to Pasadena to see a football game. Now, obviously, I would never go. I I wouldn't even literally cross the street to go to a football game. True. So I'm definitely not a good person to kind of evaluate this situation. But it just seems to me that you'd have to be a pretty diehard football fan To get your ass on a Saturday, especially when, let's face it, you've been drinking all day Friday, uh, to Pasadena. Also, if you live in Westwood, whatever the temperature is in Westwood, it's probably pretty nice, I got to tell you. But whatever the temperature is in Westwood, by the time you get to Pasadena, it's at least 10 to 15 degrees hotter. So you're going from kind of near the ocean to way far from the ocean and sitting in the sun alone watching footballer, I guess. I don't, you know, I don't know. So I'm trying to figure all this out it, it, not allowed as we're going over to the game. Cause I figured, Holy crap. You know, we're, we're this is far. This is a far drive. Now, granted, we didn't go from Westwood. We drove, dro- drove further, but I can still listen. I can, I can imagine it. You understand what I'm saying? Now, one of the times we went was not the first time, but the second time we went, we actually went in a town car, you know, not a limo, but a town car, a black Cadillac town car, and it was driven by Jimmy, Jimmy, the limo driver. Now, that trip was me and Corey, and then Corey's friend, uh, whose name is completely escaping me, I'm going to call him Randy. I don't think that was his actual name. I'm so sorry for forgetting your name. I was so worried about prepping the names that I knew their last name that I forgot to look up. I hope his name's Randy. God, that, that stinks. What a, what a professional you are, Dan. Yes, I know. Thank you. So, so it was me and Corey and Randy and then Jimmy, the limo driver. And Corey, you know, Corey's very uh, sociable. So even Stone Cold Sober, he, he's talking Jimmy's ear off. So it turns out we learn a lot about Jimmy. Jimmy's uh, in the 70s. He used to live in Haight-Ashbury. He used to be a hippie. He used to hang out with uh, Janis Joplin. Now, I believe everything limo drivers say, and I believe nothing limo drivers say. You know what I mean? I don't know if it's coming from New York or what it is, but I believe everything and nothing. But I'm pretty sure Jimmy could definitely have been hanging around with Janis Joplin in Haight-Ashbury, in San Francisco in the 60s. Hey, oh, let's go with that. So he's telling us about his music. So anyway, so because you've got plenty of time, because you're driving all the way to Pasadena. Now, I, I have no idea what to expect. I know there's going to be tailgating. I'm not super clear on what that is. I, I picture people in pickup trucks... With the tailgate open, that's what, the, that's what tailgating is, right? With, you've got the back of a pickup truck. There's that thing that flaps down. That's the tailgate, right? So that comes down and then you put out your uh, you know, refreshments and you enjoy some tailgating before the, before the big game. So that's kind of what I'm picturing. I'm picturing a bunch of people with their tailgates down, enjoying a libation or whatever the hell they're doing. I have no idea. Well, I haven't been in college since 1980, blah, 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 you know what I mean? So I don't remember what this is going to be like on any level. So to see thousands and thousands of people all essentially wearing the same shirt is just bizarre, you know what I mean? Like, everyone's wearing that UCLA, uh, like, dark baby blue and gold or whatever, those colors, I'm sure they have official Bruin names or whatever, right? But everyone is wearing school colors like everyone to the point where I mean thank God I like those colors they're gorgeous colors right but it's just like people for as far as I can see in every direction with the Rose Bowl kind of sticking out of the center so we park and Corey had bought a big flag he bought a big flag (laughs) because this is his idea of promoting the show. He bought a flag and a like a hundred foot, it's probably only 20, but to me it's a hundred foot tall flagpole. So what you do, tailgating is so much fun already, right? So what you do is you have this flagpole and it extends, okay? Because you got to be able to fit it in your car. But what you do is you put it on the ground and at the bottom, it has a little plate that's at a fi- uh, 90 degree angle to the pole part. And so you you put the pole under your tire, and then you back your car up on top of the plate. This is genius. And then you can extend this flagpole and then it won't tip over. But you don't have to try to shove it in the ground far enough to keep 100 foot or 20 foot or really probably was only 10 foot flagpole in place. So we've got our something's brewing. Hashtag 10 because he's number 10 uh, flag up. And we go and we meet all his friends and they're all wearing Bruin blue and gold and they're all looking fit and they all look like former athletes. And the reason that they all look like former athletes is because they all are former athletes. And when I say former, probably not even former. You know what I mean? So Corey had warned me that on one of these trips... I guess it was the first trip. Well, really, both trips, because Randy, I think, played in the pros uh, as a pitcher. So he said, "You know, there, you, you, I've got some guys coming. Some people from my job are going to be there, and some former uh, NFL guys or whatever." And blah blah blah. And I'm like, "Wait, what did what did what did you just say?" Because, see, now I know nothing about sports, but I do, obviously, I'm not a moron. I know that if somebody used to play in the NFL, that's, you know, the NFL, right? So that's like, holy crap. So sure enough, we, we get there and we're, you know, I'm, I'm meeting some friends or whatever, uh, you know, former teammates of Corey's, former Bruins, right? Big guys, all these football players are so huge. And then a couple of a couple more guys come. And I I meet them. So one of them, now let's recap. Corey, my friend Corey, is got to be six. I was going to look it up and I forgot it. Let's say he's six, three or six, four. Okay. Oh, shoot. I didn't look up anybody's height. I'm really tempted to pause this because I really want to be literal. Hold on. I'm going to pause. Hold on. Don't you love the internet where you can literally look up anybody's height? Anybody? Well, anybody that has an even slightly recognizable name, you can probably look up their height or their net worth or their batting average or, or, you know, whatever. So we were talking about height, though, I think. Right. So just to put things into perspective, I am. I like to think <laughs> I like to think I'm five seven, I think because I'm now over the age of 40, 45, 50 that um I think I'm actually 5'6, f- or at least five, six and a half. So, so let's say I'm five, six and a half, seven. Okay. Now I looked it up. Corey is actually six, two, which is like man size. That's the size. When I was growing up, that's the size that you wanted to be, six, two. If you were six, two, then you were man-sized. That's that was it. I think my son is six two. He's at least He's at least six one, little son of a gun. So, so these friends of Corey, Corey's uh, start walking out, and you know they they're like, "Hey, how you, how you doing?" Now the runt of the litter, okay, the small one was six foot seven, okay, six feet seven. Nicest guy. Now, do you know sports? See, I have no concept of if you know sports or not. Do you, you, know, you know what I mean? Because people that know me know not to bother talking about sports with me. So a lot of people, it turns out they're sports like, like Hudson, my son. He actually follows football now. And he just doesn't talk to me about it because he knows it's a waste of his breath. Right? So one of the guys is Joe Foria. Joseph Foria? Is that his name? He's a tight end for the D- Detroit Lions, the New England Patriots, the Arizona Cardinals. Is that even a real team, the Arizona Cardinals? I thought the Cardinals were baseball. Right? Is, is Arizona Cardinals a real team or is that just somebody effing with me on Wikipedia? So there's Joe and he's being dwarfed by Travis Ware, who is a basketball player, who's a small Like a small forward, you know, because he's only 6'9". He's a small forward (laughs) at 6'9". Oh, my God. And and so Travis had been on the Knicks, the Lakers. Where's this? Look, I've got it here. Yeah, the teams I recognized were the Knicks and the Lakers, okay? So imagine the neck ache that I have. Because I'm not relaxed because, let's face it, this is a sporting event. All anyone is talking about is sports. And I'm hanging around with all these professional and college athletes. And the smallest one is 6'2". We got 6'7". We got 6'9". Luckily, Randy or whatever his name is, God, I feel so bad because we hung out so much. I think his name's Jason. But anyway, I'm going to call him Randy. So Randy was at least some... I think Randy was 6'2 also because he was a baseball pitcher. Pitchers don't have to be tall, right? That doesn't help to pitch. And then later on, we ran into uh, Eric Chenoweth. Do you know sports? Like, if if you know sports, do you know these people's names? Are these super famous people? Do you understand what I mean? Like, what... I would love to know, like when I say, oh, and then we ran into Eric Chenoweth. Now, this guy's bio. I'm going to call him Chenny because we're friends. We're very close now. Chenny's bio, he's been, on every, he's been on every team that I can think of. And then a couple that I'm not so sure are real teams like that. Like the New York Knicks. He was on the LA Clippers, the LA Lakers. He was on the Chicago Bulls. I've heard of all those teams. The Denver Nuggets. Is that real? seattle supersonics i've i've heard of that one you know on Fraser. <laughs> that's how i know seattle sports is from martin crane so so Chenowith. so we see yeah we see chenny later on at this thing and um we we had met because he had been on the podcast and um he was busting my hmm, because you know i'm a liberal and um he says, Hey, so when are we starting our punk band? And I'm like, What are you talking about? He said, You said, and he starts like give me crap. You said that we were going to start a punk band and I was going to drum and you were going to play guitar. I'm like, When did I tell Eric Chenoweth, former Laker, former Nick, former uh, supersonic Clipper, that we were going to be in a punk band? Like, when? And I'm sure it was my idea. When? I, I do have no recollection of this whatsoever. But anyway, so at the tailgate, we're hanging around and something had just happened in sports. And, and if it was closer to the event, I could tell you, but it was, it was, you know, like a month or two ago when some guy did something super amazingly s- silly or something like he quit his team or he went AWOL or something it was all anyone could talk about. And people that I didn't know, that I don't even know if they knew Corey or his friends, they didn't seem to be like friends of Joe's, would just sort kind of like next thing you know, they would just turn to me and go, hey, man, what about that? Uh, bah bah bah? And they start talking to me about this dude. Who quit his team or went on vacation without permission or whatever, whatever he did. I don't even know. I don't understand. I don't know what a free agent is. I don't know what a, the, all these weird contract things that they're talking. To- I have no idea what you're talking about. I probably know more about Broadway and I hate musicals than I do about the nitty gritty coming and going of sports. So I really got good at like, yeah, I know, man. Can you believe I just, man, I'd hate to be his agent right now. They don't even, I don't, this this guy, man, when's he going to stop? I don't get it. I don't get it because he's, I know, Uh, dude, I know. But you know what? It's just, uh, it's par for the course. You know what I'm saying? Forget about it. Now, I don't even know how to go to a football, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't know. And I don't know who all these people are that we're talking to. So at some point, one of the games, I think was before we met up with Travis and Joe and those guys, Corey and I went to some special tent that you can only get into if you're a former athlete, you know, or Dan, right? Like, Like Corey takes me into this former athlete tent and he's talking to all these guys that seem very rich, rich guys, you know, older guys are like my age guys and then younger guys that seem rich because they're athletes that were smart enough to learn how to become like uber capitalists. You know what I mean? Like they're in finance or something. I I don't know what they're talking about. They're talking about dividends and uh, appreciation and selling and buying. And Corey knows what they're saying and they know what they're saying. I have no, I'm, I'm just eating free ribs, man. I don't, I don't understand what's happening. I understand microphones and, timing. That's it. That's all. That's the extent of my, that the, gone, right? So eventually it's time to go in. Okay. So I've, I've, I've survived the tailgating portion of our program and the wander around. So we're, now we're not in the normal tailgating part of the uh, escapades. I don't know even where that is. There's, like, a big area where that big tent was, you know, for the former athletes. Like, there's that. We were over in the upscale tailgating area, you see, because we were in the upscale parking. Which means, first of all, there's no tailgates whatsoever. There's tables and chairs and awnings and umbrellas and wonderfully pre-prepared food and homemade like there's every kind of food drink everyone is so nice everyone's so excited that they're at a football game they're going to spend 18 hours basically at a football game and they're thrilled and i'm already counting down because i'm i feel like at any moment i'm going to be found out i'm going to be tarred and feathered They're going to find out I don't know anything about sports. They're going to find out that really the vast majority of mine and my wife's income go to the rival school. And I'm going to be drummed out of the right. I'm going to have to walk home from Pasadena. So we go. From the tailgating, and I think we're going to go into the game. But we're not, you see, because we're with Corey. So what we have to do. (laughs) have to is we go into this other special tent with like outdoor air conditioning you know when they they like sprinkle mist on you is like that it's a tent but it's not really a tent it's right in kind of next to the rose bowl and there's tvs in there with all the games that are going on already on and there's music and there's really upscale looking people eating more stuff you know what i'm saying? And they give me as we go in a uh, a poker chip, and this poker chip I can trade in for a beverage as part of whatever. However, we got I, I don't understand, right? Because I think I'm going to a football game where I'm gonna have to stand in line for three hours to get a diet Pepsi and be pissed off that it's Pepsi, right? That like that's my assumption is that we're that I'm gonna have a kind of normal proletariat football experience no i am once again in the upscale tent with the misters getting a special custom-made poker chip that can get me a beverage and free food so because i'm me and because i'm not used to rolling like a high roller when i go to get my drink i look at the menu and so i can get anything i want that's on this menu now a diet coke is available but let's say cash, Diet Coke is only like $2 if I were to pay cash, okay? But one of the huge, what do they call those, like 805 beers or whatever, they've got these huge cans of beer that retail are like, let's say $10. So I have this poker chip that I can either trade in for a $2 soda or a $10 beer. Now, for a normal person, there's no question what you do. You go for the $10 beer. Why? Because you're really going to enjoy a $10 beer, and it's going to be free, and it's going to be amazing. I don't drink, my friend. Okay? I don't drink. I don't never drink, but I pretty much never drink. But I am cheap, and so I'm standing there with basically a $10 chip in my hand. And I'm tempted to trade it for a $2 Coke from which I will get no change because it's not cash. It's just a chip, right? So what do I do? I get the big beer. I get the big beer and I take about a swig of it and it hits the ribs and it hits the uh some sort of pulled pork sandwich that I ate when I was there you know free free food is free you understand I don't know how to pace myself I don't know how this works I've already eaten ribs from the, the from the jock tent and then I got pulled pork from the other tent from the misty tv tent so I have a couple swigs of this beer and I'm just like oh my god please make me stop now luckily it was time to go It was time to go, and so we went in to the Rose Bowl, okay? Which means I had to actually throw out about a half of this big, huge can of beer because you can't take beer (laughs) across the walkway or something. I guess we were technically outside the Rose Bowl, and then we were going to go inside the Rose Bowl. So I'm like, well, there's no way there's no drinking in the Rose Bowl. But for whatever reason, you can't leave this area, the Misty area. With the beer from the misty area, probably because they don't want you to undercut the beer from the inside the Rose Bowl with the misty beer, right? Okay, that's fine. I don't want the misty beer anywhere. Uh, anyway, I really should have got a Diet Coke because I need my uppers, man. So we go into the Rose Bowl. And I don't remember at this point who we're with. I just follow Corey because I if I lose Corey, I don't have i have no clue where to go the first game or the second game i would probably i'm pretty sure i wouldn't be able to find where we were going but he has told me and i don't understand what this means but he has told me several times that we're going to his skybox his skybox his skybox and i'm i'm really not clear on what that means I think I know what it means, but I, you know what I mean? You know how, like you, you try to picture things and you get kind of close and you're way off base because again, I'm picturing going into a thing like we usually go to for a concert and sitting in uh, okay seats and then watching a game and then boiling or whatever. Right. So we get in an elevator, we go upstairs, we're at the Rose Bowl and I don't remember what floor, what, I can't tell you exactly where, because again, I've only been there now two times coming and going. I couldn't tell you where it was, but, but we go into a skybox. Now this skybox is like the kitchen of a brand new apartment. Okay. Okay. So it's got a heavy door. You open the heavy door and there's cold, cold, freezing cold air. And you're in this kitchen, right? And the kitchen in the middle of the floor has, you know, like a little cocktail table with chairs around it, maybe two of those, let's say. And then in a normal house where, you know, the kitchen would extend into another room or whatever... This kitchen has a window that overlooks the stadium and there's little stools there. So you can sit there and watch the game or you go out the back door, you keep going. And I don't know, is this standard for you guys? Like, I, I don't know anything. So we go in and there's air conditioning and there's catered food. There's chafing dishes of even more food. And there's cocktail tables and then there's the window thing or you can go outside and there's a very like cordoned off area where we can sit outside but under shade and watch the game. So I feel like such an ass because there's no way, no matter how hard I try, that I'm going to really, truly, truly appreciate what is happening, right? Right? Because even if I go in there and I'm happy to be there, which I am, even if I go and I'm inside in the air conditioning or I'm outside in the shade and I'm watching the game and I'm paying as close attention as I possibly can, which I did. Even if I chit chat with the other guests, right? Talk, get to know each other like a normal person, which I did. Seriously. I I did. I know it's a, it's a little bit amazing the game itself is all gibberish you understand what i'm saying and it's so far away i feel like we're watching like a miniature thing like a toy a big toy a beautiful toy football game going on with one camera angle you know what i mean like i don't I mean, I generally understand football. I'm not a moron. You know what I mean? This team kicks it to this team. You take the ball and you try to run as far as you can in the other other direction of the other team. And then you try to score. Or you throw it and you try to catch it. If the other team catches it, then they get it and all that. Like the, the super general, 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 basic, general stuff. Of course I know. But like first down, button hook, I don't know. what. What are you talking about? I know punting. I know field goals. But... Half of what these people are taught, I have, I have no idea. And normal sports people know every rule, every play, every character. Uh, <laughs> I say almost said every character. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. Every player. <laughs> but see, that's what it is to me is like, I don't know these characters. I don't know who am I supposed to be rooting for. I mean, I know I'm rooting for the blue people, but but... Like, what are their personalities? What's where's the conflict? Like, which players hate each other? You know what I mean? Like, it's I like I have I don't I don't know. It was great. It was great. We had fun. It was great, but because I right because of the game itself is all kind of Greek to me. Um, there's only so into it I can get right and. Ergo, a football game for me is too long because uh, I don't know that, right? Like if you were watching a movie in a foreign language with no subtitles, after a while, you would be like, okay, I'm pretty sure I know what's going on, but I don't know. Who is that guy again? Are they cousins or lo-? like, I have no idea. But there was free unlimited Diet Coke. I know. I don't understand. I don't understand how that works. Because it wasn't Corey's Diet Coke. It wasn't in, in the Skybox. I had to go out the door. But literally, like, open the Skybox door and go directly across the tiny little hallway and then into this little cubby area. Free Diet Cokes. I could just walk over there. And there was a big barrel full of ice, full of Diet Cokes. I could just take one whenever I wanted. Needless to say, I was so amped up by the end of the game. I'm surprised they could get me in the car. It was fun. It was fun. I totally get why people go. And I really bet if I knew the rules of football, it would be a lot more fun. And if I had any type of tribal instinct whatsoever, wow, it would be amazing. Can you imagine? Like, well, maybe you can. (laughs) Like, I can't imagine, but I'm fascinated by and would love to feel that feeling that people get when they go to a sporting event and root for the team that they really feel emotionally connected like that. I don't even know what to compare that to because it's not like going to see your favorite band, even, you know, at a rock concert that can be exciting, but they're not competing against another band, you know, in, in fisticuffs, right? They don't have to like brawl and then whoever wins gets to play a show. There's right. So there's only going to be so much drama. Right? There's the drum of like how much liquor is David Lee Roth going to try to drink during the show. There is that, but that's it. But a football game is like our tribe against their tribe with all these rules that I don't understand. God it, it must be so nice to be normal. That is the, I'm sorry, that's the, this has been the bitterest pill, thanks for listening. The reason I'm laughing is because I almost said, I almost said fight on, as if that was the UCLA slogan, like football slogan, and fight on is the USC slogan, their arch rival University of Southern California, where Hudson goes. So, erase that, I did not say fight on, I almost said fight on, but I didn't say fight on, and actually I can't remember what the UCLA song thing, or, uh, you know, sh- uh, slogan is, or whatever. D- is that what it's called? What do you call that? Slo- uh, tagline? I don't know. Anyway, tell you what, you see, you see people fight on UCLA people, uh, all, uh, you know, hail Westwood or something, I don't know. So thanks for, uh, putting up with my nonsense. Uh, the Bitter's Pill, as always, is made possible by the generous patrons who patronize me through Patreon. Uh, listeners like Alex Mirabelli, Bram Lasagna, Dan Kaikendal, Dave Hall of Fame Jackson, David Jason, Gerard Cortinez, Ed Nothnagel, Flores, Harold Goldner, Jay Savestino, Jeff Short, Jim Cariotis, Megan, Mike Scott Hamilton, Pete Chase, Rob, New 80s Music, Usdin, Sean Othan, Sean Stewart, Tom Carroll, and of course the ever lovely Dr. Robert Rice. So thank you, thank you, uh, one and all. Hey, wouldn't that be amazing? Get this. If I released another podcast next week... I know, right? I can't... I have no idea. What, Right? That would be crazy. Um, I don't have any concept of time, so if I don't speak to you before then, happy Thanksgiving, America. If I do speak to you before then... I'll say it again. You understand what I'm saying? But um, I will talk to you very soon. Thanks for downloading uh, the show. Uh, this is Dan, uh, the Bitterest Pill. Uh, yeah. This song is Autumn Leaves by Jimmy, the limo driver, also known as Big Time Small. The Bitter's Pill is produced by Jacket Media, makers of fine podcasts since 2004.